Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 203. Today is Monday, March 27th, 2023. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I definitely did. You know, we're getting ready to go to Israel. I got some, uh, I got some, uh, what are they called? Trail runners. That's what they're called. Uh, you know, because we're going to be doing some hiking, all kinds of stuff on the adventure tour. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm feeling ready. I'm feeling ready to go. The shoes I got fit like a glove. Shout out to Mike at REI. God bless that guy. Uh, he hooked me up. So um, also, if you guys are listening on Spotify and you're not following us yet, give us a follow. That'll really help us out. And if you're on the mobile app, you can rate us and uh, that'll also really help us out as well. You can give us a review. Uh, Elijah Fire Podcast on Spotify. That'll really help us out. You can do it wherever you're listening, actually, on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcast as well. You have that as an option. So thank you very much for that, you guys. We really appreciate it. All right. Uh, today, uh, a lot of you guys, most of you guys know who this guy is, the prophetic voice. He's the founder of Vanquish Prophetic Warriors and unapolog De- Unapologetic Dreamers. I got it. Let's give it up for my guest today, Andrew Whalen. Andrew Whalen, as I live and breathe. Hey, Jeff, man. Good to be here. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the show. It's been a, a couple of months, a month and a half, something like that. Yes. Yes. But I've learned with prophetic individuals that that is plenty of time <laughs> to get fresh revelation. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be going to be going to be great. Okay. So let's jump right in, man. We called this episode, This Day We Fight. And I was like, oh, that sounds hardcore uh so tell us about tell us about this let's jump into it yeah jeff man i'm excited to share this word um you know i'm a dreamer so what i mean by that is i dream pretty regularly and so when i dream you know sometimes it's hard to evaluate okay is this a really significant word is this something i need to just kind of process for a while put on the shelf um but there are a series of dreams and things that god's uh, been speaking to me that i feel like are very very uh i don't even know they're they're weighty and they have a real importance for now mm-hmm. and so i'm so excited to share this and uh i'm going to give you a little bit of a prophetic rundown it's kind of a prophetic storyline i think the okay. lord's building upon Okay. And I believe it's going to give us some really great hope for right now, uh, really, you know, across the nations, but specifically right now for America. I think this is a key word. So here we go. Okay. Um, so let me take you back 2016. And so in 2016, I had a dream and in the dream, um, a man who I didn't know who he was in real life. Like I, I'd, I'd vaguely heard of his name, but I didn't actually know who he was. Um, So his name was Francis Asbury, and he came to me in a dream. So Francis Asbury looks at me in this dream. This is 2016. And he says, Andrew, it's time to go with me. And he said, and you're going to need these three books. And he hands me three books that were written by a man named Francis Frangipane. And uh, the three books were this. The Three Battlegrounds, The Spirit of Jezebel, and This Day We Fight. 
So I woke up from that dream and, um, you know, I did a little research. I found out, okay, Francis uh, Asbury was a circuit rider back in the pioneer days, and he would circuit um, the frontier and preach the gospel. And he was a revivalist in his own right. I mean, he was just uh, profound and very key in in uh, some of our, our history and awakenings and all of that. Uh, but after that dream, I woke up and I heard the Lord say, Andrew, just as Francis Asbury was a circuit rider for the gospel, I'm going to raise up um, a, a circuit. I'm going to circuit this nation with uh, with warfare. I'm going to break through. I'm going to circuit this nation. I'm going to take the battle to the battlegrounds. I'm going to raise up a fight out of my people and the spirit of Jezebel will be overthrown off of a generation. So I woke up from that dream and I thought, this is awesome. You know, um, what do I do with it? But I've, I've processed it. I, you know, there's a lot of personal things the Lord spoke to me along the way about that dream. But fast forward. And as you know, we saw the outpouring take place here this year at, um, what is it called? Asbury. Uh-huh. Asbury. Is it Asbury Theological or Asbury University? I don't know. I think it's Asbury University, but let's look it up. Asbury University. Yeah. Yeah. In Wilmer, Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is really interesting to me because, you know, well, I won't go there yet, but let me just tell you what happened. So on the day that this most recent uh, Asbury revival outpouring took place. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, I discovered after I did a little research that the Asbury University was named after Francis Asbury. Mm-hmm. So, on the day so of cool. this recent Asbury theological, I'm sorry, university uh, outpouring, before the news had had ha- or before it even actually started to break out, um, and before the the news spread about it. On that day, I had a dream. I woke up with this dream. And in the dream, I am brought into a place by a prophet. Or I'm sorry, by, okay, let me let me back up. On the day that Asbury Outpouring started this year, I had a dream. In the dream, I was taken into a room. And I was led into the room by Francis Asbury. So Francis Asbury, again, for the first time since 2016, appears in my dream on the day Dude. that the Asbury outpouring breaks out. Okay, so Francis Asbury now leads me into this room, which I know in the dream is called the war room for the nation. Now, when he you brings- just know that when you're in the dream or was it actually labeled that? No, it was like I knew... Um, like I had a, like I had an understanding that, yeah. oh, I know exactly where we're at. We're mm-hmm. in a place called the war room for the nation. Yeah. So I'm there. And when I'm there, I see another young prophet, uh, who's sitting, who's sitting in this room. And actually that prophet, his name is Jeremiah Johnson. Some of you yeah. may mm-hmm. know who Jeremiah. Is. Yeah. Well, um, he's sitting in the room and he is, um, he's got his Bible opened. And then sitting next to his Bible is a book. 
And guess what? It's the book that Francis Asbury, it was one of the books that Francis Asbury originally pointed, gave me in 2016. It's now in the War Room for the Nation. And Francis Asbury, in the dream, points at it. And so Jeremiah Johnson is sitting with his Bible open with a book next to it. And the book is called This Day We Fight uh, by uh, Francis Frangipane. There it is. So um, Francis Asbury points at that book, doesn't say anything, just points at it. And I look at it and I see that the pages are open and, and it's like, I, as I'm looking at it in the dream, all the pages open up. It's like it, it does a breeze through of the book mm -hmm. and um, all of the pages and all of the lines are underlined. Every word, every sentence, the whole book is underlined. Hmm. And I wake up from the dream. <laughs> And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, wow, this is a profound dream. And so later that that night is when the report started coming out. I can't remember now the date of this. I think it was the eighth of February. February. Yeah, it was somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay. Well, that when when the report started to come out that hey, there's. Uh, there's something happening at Francis As or I'm sorry at uh, Asbury University. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm thinking, what is going on here? Why in the world is this happening? And Francis Asbury appears to me in the dream, points at the book yeah. that he showed me from 2016, and I'm thinking that ex here's what I felt the Spirit of the Lord say, Andrew, what you're witnessing isn't just about a nice little outpouring at a small university. This is a sign that what I told you in 2016, that this is that, that we are witnessing the beginnings of a new day, a, a circuiting. God's about to circuit the nation. Here's what the Lord said. I'm about to circuit the nation and I'm going to take the battle to the battlegrounds and I'm going to, in that place, raise up my people with a new war cry. They're going to say, this day we fight. And we are going to overthrow the spirit of Jezebel that's seeking yeah. to dominate and control mm. this generation. And I feel like, you know, yeah. people are like, hey, you know, what happened? That was just a little flash in the pan, little outpouring at Asbury. And I'm thinking, no, it's no way. so much more than yeah. this. this. We don't even understand. I feel like. God needs us to understand that things that he does aren't just about the thing in and of themselves. They're far greater. That's They're right. beyond scope. They're beyond even uh, perceiving in the natural. We have to discern. This is a sign and a wonder. Wow. And I believe this dream is something that God is saying. No, this is, this is me saying this day heaven is now standing up to fight on behalf of this this nation and this generation wow. i'm taking the fight to the battlegrounds this is what i believe lord i'm taking the fight to the battlegrounds where culture and where family where uh godly value where life where all of the things that have been assaulted and stolen and have been the the battle has been raging god's saying i'm about to raise up a new fight this yeah. day we fight now let me just say this that it was in um uh, it was in this book. I read I read this uh, little segment here. Let me just give it to you. Yeah. So some of you have, um, I, I love this because 
Francis, by the way, Francis, the name, I'm thinking, why did Francis Asbury hand me uh, Francis Frangipane's books? And I'm thinking, well, yeah, Francis Frangipane's an amazing author, and I love his, I love reading his stuff. Uh, but I even think there's a prophecy in the name Francis. It means free man. And I really believe this is what the Lord is coming to do. He's coming to free man right now. He, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. He's about to bring a liberation uh, from sin, from bondage, from chains, from darkness. And, and so he's on, a, uh, he's on a mission right now. But listen to this. I love this. Uh, so Francis Frangipane writes in this book, in a scene from the third Lord of the Rings movie, The Return of the King, Aragon seeks to inspire his hopelessly outnumbered men against what seems like sure defeat. Hell's swarming legions have amassed before them, and the courage of Aragon's fighters is weakening. And so riding along the front lines of his gathered, but rather lowly army, he shouts this. I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of me. A day may come when the courage of men fails, when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. This day we fight. And so I really feel like, come on, isn't that not amazing? I was quoting the whole thing. I know the whole, I love that scene. Yeah, <laughs> I was quoting it. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. Well, see, you know, I, I feel like, why does God do this? Because I think he's shouting to us. He's saying, it looks like hell has the upper hand. It looks like. I mean, you don't have to go very far. Look at the statistics and look what is happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got idental, identity, sexual confusion. I mean, it's there's darkness, as Isaiah 60 says. It's gross level. It's at the oh, max yeah. level. We're seeing it on the, the face of the earth, on the faces of the people. And God's saying, but it's in this hour. It's in this hour that I'm beginning to raise up a new faith, a new fight. And it's going to see the overthrow of Jesus. Jezebel, oh, come on, of demonic man. systems and structures. Come on. Okay, so, so this is this is just a picture of what took place. Now, let me fast forward from that dream. I had another dream, and this is this is uh, shortly after they closed the um, the university uh, to the public. Right. Mm -hmm. So they, I don't know what day that was, but shortly thereafter, I had a, another dream. So. In this dream, I saw um, like the map of the United States. And I don't know if you've ever seen those maps where you see kind of like these cell, cellular uh, cell phone networks and they show all the, the networks go across the whole uh -huh. United States. You see yeah. the map and then you see all these lights. And well, that's the same thing. But, but here's what I saw was I saw it zoom in in the dream to Asbury University. And I saw in that place like this. Uh, Boom, like an explosion of light on the map. And out of it came this uh, network, boom, of lines, like lights. There were networks of lights that went shooting out in lines uh, to one city, then another city, then another city. And it just went everywhere. It began to be so much, I couldn't see or list what cities it was taking place. But every city, this line or this network would uh, branch out to those cities would become like these beacons of light. Wow. And in the dream, 
the spirit of prophecy came upon me and I said, I said, what we are witnessing right now is the fulfillment of the word from Isaiah 59, 19. When the enemy comes in like a flood, my spirit will raise up a standard against it. Now, after I prophesied that in the dream, instantly I saw what looked like walls begin to fall. I, I couldn't tell if they fell from heaven or if they emerged from the ground, but somehow they were just, they appeared there and they were walls that would surround these cities of light. And they were walls that literally I could tell that the walls were the standard of the Holy Spirit and they mm. were coming up and what they were doing was pushing back darkness. It was like every place this glory uh, began to emanate, darkness could not hang around. Wow. It was being literally sent. It was fleeing. It was coming in in seven directions, it fleeing in a hundred. It was being chased out and Come routed. On, That's what the Lord is doing in this hour. Yes. And and I think some of us are like, well, wait, I don't see it as it happening like I want to see it. Listen, that's, that's not often how the things of the Spirit work. God shows us something. He invites us to participate that's with it. what he's doing. He's saying, don't just, don't just count on something. He's, he's saying, I am giving you marching orders. This is not a day to shrink back uh, into passivity or into fear. This is a day to press on, rise up in the faith. Uh, of the forefathers rise up in the the victory of Jesus Christ this day we fight um so i believe the lord is giving us an order that that heaven is on the offensive it's time that we partner and align ourselves with him by the way it's this day we fight yes the lord will fight for us but he's inviting us to co-labor to participate with him we mm -hmm. all are a part of this and here's mm -hmm. what i want to say is god won't do for us what we're called to do. And he's not asking us to do what only he can do. Mm -hmm. He'll do what he's going to do. And we're called to do what we need to do. Mm -hmm. so we'll do our part and God does his. But together, That's I right. believe he's saying this thing is about offense. I am shifting the, I'm turning the tide. I'm bringing a shift. And so anyway, can I, um, can I keep going? You can absolutely keep going. Yes, okay. man. Keep going. And if you need to interject and ask any questions. Well, no, I mean, I'll say one thing really quick. I am reminded of a good illustration for what Andrew is talking about is the story of Joshua and them taking the promised land, right? So was God going to give them the promised land? Yes, he was. But they there was a, a time in the desert on the other side of the Jordan where God provided for them. He gave them the quail. He gave them the the manna, he led him by a pillar, a pillar of fire at night and cloud by day and part of the Red Seas and all that stuff. But then when they crossed over the Jordan, there was a moment of transition where it was like, okay, now you get your sword in your hand and you go, I'm going to be with you, be strong and courageous. So uh, to me, I look at it very much the same way. It's the same kind of a thing where it's like, there's been this stirring within the hearts of people, right? And really it's like, the Caleb's and the Joshua's right now, you know, it's like we have, I've said, it's been all hands on deck. And so you've got the older generations, the generals that are out there, the Caleb's, you know, and, um, and, but it's, it's time for us to take up and step out in faith and be like, God is going to be with us. This is something he's put in all of our hearts. We can see a mutual tune being sung amongst all these people. Let's go. God is with us. So. 
Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Absolutely, man. And, you know, I, um, I've pondered this and, you know, um, I'll say I've been, I've been praying into it and the Lord just, he keeps saying that we're in this crossover era. It's, it's a new day. And I think that these, we can't take for granted these, these kinds of things that are happening that, um, you know, we see an outpouring take place at Asbury that, that suddenly goes viral. You know, these, these things aren't just little random coincidences. These aren't just little uh, religious trends. These are something that are signs about the times that we're in. And God's, Mm -hmm. God speaks through events. He speaks through happenings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he tells us uh, many times what time it is. <laughs> I believe we're in the times of, of offense. It's, it, it's like you said, it's Joshua coming into new territory, Joshua and the Israelites. And it's takeover time. It's step into the inheritance that we've been given in Christ. Let's move forward and occupy the places that the Lord has called us to apprehend and to take, uh-huh. which, by the way, I believe the Lord, when he's saying this day we fight, I, I think that we need to be um, freed up of having a just a kind of an old wineskin religious mentality. I believe God wants us to understand that he is taking uh, the battle to the battlegrounds. Where are the battlegrounds? Well, they're not just happening in the four walls of the church. They're happening in every sphere of society. Mm-hmm. They're happening in entertainment, in media, the, the you know, these uh, education, government, family. Mm-hmm. And so God is going to raise up a fight. He has a standard that's going to be raised up right now. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying this by the word of the Lord, that the standard is being raised up right now. The Holy Spirit is about to send darkness and the demonic realm fleeing out of these battlegrounds. If the people of God will align with what God is doing right now and stand up and occupy these places by faith. And um, so let me just keep going. All right. So um, I had another encounter where one morning, and I, <clears throat> this was a few weeks ago, one morning, uh, I hear the, the Holy Spirit give me a a prophetic word. And and he said, write it down. And so I wrote it down. I posted it and uh, I'm paraphrasing it. Essentially, the word was this, that the prevailing winds over this generation, the prevailing wind and winds, so to speak, have been the spirit of Jezebel. Mm. And he said, but I am now shifting the winds. The uh, my spirit is going to begin to prevail against this wind Amen. that's been occupying and dominating a generation. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said, begin to prophesy that the winds are shifting and that uh, that the prodigals are going to return and that there is going to be a mass move of my spirit to bring back my lost sons and daughters. OK, well, this is really interesting. So later on that morning or that afternoon, after I posted that word the same day, I am walking out of a coffee shop and there are two women meeting for coffee. And I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not typically spying into people's conversations, but 
I just so happened to overhear them. And mm-hmm. they were talking about the movie, uh, The Jesus Revolution. And, you know, it caught my ear. I was like, oh, man, I'll just go make conversation. You know, I love it. So I went and made conversation with these two older women. And they they were um, talking about Jesus Revolution. And I don't know if they had seen it yet, but I was going there to talk to them about the Lord. But all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit apprehended me. And he said, Andrew, I want to rescue a son. And I said, what? And he he said, he said, look, this woman right here. He said, ask her if she has a son named Matt. And I said, ma'am, um, do you have a son named Matt? And, you know, she just was like really shocked. And she goes, wait, how did you know that? I said, well, I just heard the Lord say he wants to rescue your son. And and then she said, oh, my goodness. She goes, I he is bound in drug addiction. Wow. Because of uh, severe um, clinical depression in his yeah. life. And I go, oh, that's very interesting. And then I heard the Holy Spirit say, ask her what sport that what uh, he was really involved in um, when he was younger. So I did. I said, hey, ma'am, what sport was your son in? She said, she said um, he was really involved in cross country. So then I said, ah, okay, now I, I'm starting to understand why the Lord sent me here today and why he's telling me this. I said, I heard your the name of the Lord say the name of your son, but I'm here to pray for your son, to rescue him. The Lord's going to rescue him. I said, I personally went through clinical depression and the Lord rescued me. And then I said, and my main sport all through high school was cross country. I said, I believe the Lord's given me authority right now to speak uh, on behalf of your son. So we prayed together. This woman's weeping. And after that, you know, and I'm just trusting and believing God, you've just rescued her son in some way, whether or not, whether or not I hear back from her, I don't know, but I'm believing you're doing something. Holy Spirit speaks to me and said, Andrew, not only did I rescue this son, but this was a sign to you that the word I spoke to you earlier is my word, that the prevailing wind over a generation has been Jezebel. But now the prevailing winds are shifting and I am coming after the lost sons and daughters. I'm coming to rescue Mm. my sons and daughters. And so, uh, and then he said, and by the way, cross country is a word to you to let you know, this thing is going to circuit cross country. I'm bringing the battle cross country. And I even think he's saying, it's not just about America. It's about the nations of the earth. This thing is going to cross country lines. This thing is coming after the lost sons and daughters. I feel like God's saying the blood of my son, Jesus is crying out for this generation. And we're going to see a mass harvest, a mass rescue effort from heaven. Like we've never seen before. And I think he's saying, come on, church, rise up, get Mm. out of the place of your apathy, out of your complacency, out of your dullness. Come on. You know, someday men's hearts may fail them for fear, but it's not this day. This day we fight. We have to rise up in the victory of Jesus Christ because God's saying the fight is on. It is on. And heaven is saying it's not according to your might. It's not according to your power. It's by my spirit. And I'm going to fight and do things only I can do, but you've got to rise up and agree with me. Amen. So it's an exciting hour. It's an exciting moment in time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, so I'm just like, man, this is amazing to me. I, I I'm living right now with a with a framework, with a context. So in other words, God's not allowing me to look at what is going on in the natural to tell me what time it is. In other words, he's saying, don't put your dependence upon the ugliness and the darkness of the hour. That's put it. your dependence on my word. On Paul, what is happening in heaven? He goes, what ha what's happening in heaven is that there are armies of angels gearing up to bring forth a harvest. There are armies of angels, which is another story. And I won't go into it, but oh, what? Well, right, maybe I, will. <laughs> I don't know. You know, maybe I've already said it on this show, but I'll say it again. That the yeah. Lord gave me a dream about something called Operation Fury, and he's yeah, yeah. This is yeah. Say it again, though. This okay. He said that there is coming a time, and that time is now. This was uh, about a year ago that I had a dream, and then fast forward. He even recently said. Operation Fury is commencing. And and I knew what he meant by that because he had given me a dream about what Operation Fury was. It was an offensive effort out of heaven to break the back of Jezebel off this generation. And it would manifest uh, in the media mountain. It would manifest in the, uh, in the culture in terms of seeing uh, the LGBTQ um, community seeing massive rescue massive mm -hmm. uh, deliverance salvation healing and um and it would also manifest in seeing human trafficking um where it was operating destroyed exposed Amen. and destroyed and and specifically operation fury had to do with the angelic armies that were in reserve for such a time as this they were going to begin to partner with uh governments of the earth or um, those who were acting as a sword of heaven. So there would be uh, angels operating with police uh, and militaries wow. specifically yeah. to help rescue uh, human human lives and all those things. So um, really quick, Andrew, um, something that I totally didn't even draw the, con the, the connection of when this was going down, but it goes along with this. The uh, Elijah streams, um, the first couple of months of this year has been focusing on uh, U.S. based organizations that combat human trafficking. And we started it like in the past couple of months. So we were doing like issuing grants out to all these different organizations. So that's really cool, man. That's really exciting to hear. And, yeah. and I'm hearing of other reports of things that. Um, yeah, I, and I don't think we've, I don't think we've even see seen the uh, the the biggest part of it. I, I think mm. that we're in for some major surprises mm -hmm. of how deep and how far this thing goes. But that yeah. God is going to be just and merciful in in this process. But mm. but I guess the point of bringing that up is just to say I think that the Lord wants us to know that there is a fight if if we could just you know if the lord could catch us up right now in the strategy room of heaven i think that uh may maybe not this book but i think the title of this book is a uh is probably written on the strategy board of heaven and and the lord is saying this day we fight and he's he's trumpeting angels with trumpets are 
are, you know, standing up and they're blowing it over nations. They're blowing it over, over churches, over cities, over regions. And they're saying, come on, come on. There is an offensive posture that heaven is taking right now. And so don't, we're not of those who shrink back under perdition. The scripture says we are those who believe even to the very saving of our souls. God's saying, come on, there is an offensive posture, a militant faith that we have to align with right now uh, because, oh, and let me go back to this and say this. This all goes into that prophetic storyline. But about a year ago, I was working out and the Lord, as I'm working out, uh, I hear, the. I remember I was specifically uh, doing bench press. Not that that matters, but I'm just I'm just now re- remembering yeah, where I was. in your memory. <laughs> yeah, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, Andrew, if you want to help bring awakening to this generation, preach about the rise and fall of civilization. And I thought, well, that's a weird thing, yeah, to hear, especially as I'm working out. I'm like, what? So, <laughs> but you know, you have that. Over time, you kind of learn to discern that that still small voice. And I was mm-hmm. like, I think, Lord, I just heard from you. Well, after I went to the gym, I go directly to the coffee shop in my area and I go in line. And as I'm in line waiting, I look to my left and there's a young man sitting down at a table with a stack of books. And I look at the very top book and it says rise and fall of civilizations. Come on, man. So cool. And I'm like, what is going on? So I run over to this dude and I said, bro, why do you have that book? He says, he said, man, um, I don't know, but I just have been doing this research. I feel like there's a connection with the moral and spiritual state of a culture and society and the rise and fall of civilization. Wow. And I said, oh, my goodness, bro. Are you um, I said, are you a Christian? He goes, no, I'm not a Christian. And I'm thinking, I think, bro, you have more discernment and Uh awareness of what time it is. Yeah. Uh, then, then a lot, unfortunately, a lot of even, you know, Christians and, and believers. And I think God's saying, Hey, the rocks are going to start to cry out. We're in a moment in time where I believe the Lord's saying, uh, you know, we're in a, a, we're hanging in the balance, so to speak. It doesn't mean that there's not great things ahead. It just means that God's saying, what happens if we don't fight right now? What could happen if we don't rise up to the challenges of our day? And I think the Lord is saying, we're we're at the moment we're at a door for either a rise or a fall in our mm-hmm. civilization undeniably honestly, man you yeah. know some people are thinking some people are thinking oh a fall might be good for us we need more persecution well historically that's not the case when you have a great uh you know um i forget what they call it but when you have one nation uh i think it's called a unipolar uh, nation. When you have a unipolar nation, in other words, one major superpower that has been raised up um, in in the earth. That in that time, the uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ statistically and historically spreads greater than ever before. And so, it's when you have these uh, these great falls of civilization, great falls of governments. That's when you see a great hindering of the spread of the gospel. So. For the sake of the gospel, I think God's saying, I want to rise up America into the prophetic destiny that's declared over it. This is supposed to be a nation that's to be a light to every nation for the sending of the gospel and for the harvest of souls. Does this make sense? This is making perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, anyway, you know, I'm encouraged because I'm living in this framework, this context that God is uh, that God is giving us permission right now to not look at the darkness, to not be discouraged by it, to not allow that to define our posture. He's yeah. saying, no, 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 I want to do something miraculous in your day. Are you willing to just say, okay, Lord, I'll do my part. I'll I'll stand and fight in faith. You know, and after having done everything, I'll just keep standing in faith right now. Mm -hmm. I'll believe for the greatest breakthroughs, the greatest miracles, not because there's anything in and of my my own strength, or my own power that can do it. But by your spirit, Lord, by your spirit, we're going to believe for the most major kingdom breakthroughs that we've ever had in this generation. So, Amen. Amen. It's so, yeah, it is. It absolutely is. And it goes along with what I've been saying uh, on the show ad nauseum is I'm like, we need to shift what, where were our eyes, where our eyes are oriented, because if it's on the patterns of men and the state of the world and all these things, um, and not that we should be blind to those things, but there is a point where you get to where the state of the world trumps whatever God says. So then you're like, oh, and then you find yourself in despair and you find yourself in depression and anxiety. And you're like, I hear what you're saying. And I've talked to people and it's almost like they have just like, it hits this wall because they've built up all these layers of just conditioning their mind to think a specific way. Um, and um, to where I can say, well, go, but God says this and his word says this, and I we're believing on this. And he's like, uh, and they'll be like, oh, I hear you, but there's all these other things. And it becomes this kind of Debbie Downer kind of a thing. But, you know, it's sort of like with the, with the, you know, we look at like Caleb and Joshua, for example, they go into the, with all the despised, go into the promised land. And they're the only ones that come back and say, hey, these guys are nothing compared to God. They had the faith and the recognition of what God was capable of. And they chose to stand on that, not how big and nasty these guys were. So the same applies to now. So. You know, you're talking about this day we fight. Is it just that we recognize, Andrew, like, okay, God is with us and we go into whatever doors God opens for us? Like, how do we position ourselves to fight? Like, that's really the question. Because we're not talking for the YouTube people. We're not actually talking about physically fighting people. All right. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, man. Uh, the Bible says our weapons are not carnal. Mm -hmm. They're mighty through God. Uh, for the pulling down of strongholds, every high and, and lo uh, lofty thing, arguments, things that are arguing against the knowledge of God. These are the kinds of things um, that the Lord wants us to know is that he has weapons. He's given us weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left. And so um, there he's going to teach us, by the way, you know, he he uh, arms. Uh, what What's the scripture? Um, he makes our way, per he arms us with strength. He makes our way perfect. He trains our hands uh, for battle, our fingers for war, um, or maybe it's vice versa. Fingers are trying hands. to look it up. Is it Psalm 1839? That's not You've armed me with strength for battle. You humbled my adversaries before me. Uh, I don't know. I, would I like it. Yeah, there we go. We'll <laughs> take it. Psalm 18. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, you know, Jeff, I think that God is wanting us to change the mentality we've had. And you're right on it. 
Joshua and Caleb had a different spirit about them. The Lord commended them for their spirit. And he basically said, you'll have your inheritance, but everybody else, according to your generation, they're going to die in this wilderness. Yeah. Um, and so you'll get to go in, but it's because you've had it. You've postured yourself, not in fear, but in faith. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now back to the show. And I think that's a huge thing right now. I really believe that the Lord is saying you're not going to you're not going to fight well unless you deal with fear. So I believe God's asking us right now, where do you fear? Where do you have fear in your life? Go after that place of fear. Yeah, and you know what? pretty probing questions sometimes because um typically and i'll speak for my own self typically i like to avoid places that i fear because <laughs> i don't like to admit yeah. that i have fear there and i don't yeah. even and i'm afraid to even uncover how how afraid uh -huh. i am yep. and um <laughs> and so the lord the lord though is is good because he goes andrew if you if you allow fear to exist um Every place that you fear, it will rule, it will dominate. Mm -hmm. faith, uh, faith won't have full, full vent or faith won't have full uh, ability to come forth where you're still allowing fear to rule, to dominate, to reign. So you have to allow the Spirit of the Lord to show you these places of fear and then begin to change your mentality about it and say, hey, why do I fear here? Um, and what has the Lord said about it? You know, what's his uh what what's his word what's his report about this situation and yeah. um so i mean i think that's one thing i think identifying fear i think going after it in our lives and allowing the lord to show himself faithful in these places you know i know yeah. i know for a lot of people it's uh you know there's there's uh fear of finances there's fear mm -hmm. of lack there's fear of death there's fear of you know i guess you could go down the list there's a lot of fears that the enemy yeah you name it there's there's a fear of it you know and the lord told me once that the um the frequency of fear is what the demonic travels on so the demonic mm -hmm. actually operates in the frequency of fear and the lord we have to deal with these frequencies and these areas of fear in our life mm -mm. but okay let's talk about fear specifically because i talk a lot about you know, people ask me because I went through a, a period where I was really just crippled, hit with crippling anxiety, how God walked me through that and how aggressively I dealt with it. Even when I felt like super mousy, you know, um, but what what tips do you have, man? Like, I mean, you, you, you were kind of talking about it a little bit, but maybe this be a little bit more pointed uh, because I know that um, I know that you know, this is something that's really affecting a lot of people is, is fear, anxiety, those types of things, especially in the younger generations, man. You know, it's just like, I just really feel like God really, or not God, Satan is really like, if I can keep them afraid and I can keep them docile, they will not step up to what God is doing. And it's mighty right now. What God is doing is mighty and he wants to use us in epic ways uh, for his glory. But so talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely, Jeff. Um, you know, I think that, uh, like I said, that the enemy um, hates faith. 
he hates uh, he hates anything that advances against his kingdom. So he uses every tool and, and weapon he can to bring us under fear and intimidation. Um, and so I believe that part of what the Lord does is he allows us. Um, here's what we do. Here's our natural reaction is we hold on, you know, uh, by our fingertips. Even we're like, we, we don't, have, we don't have any strength left. Um, sometimes we just feel like we're just holding on by our fingertips <laughs> mm -hmm. and God's like, you know what? Just try letting go and watch how I catch you mm. in the fear of that fall, the fear of letting go, the fear of trusting God that he's going to supply, that he's going to be enough or that he's going to come through, whatever the case is. Um, it's that it's that letting go that we need to experience. And I believe that that's what we see when Caleb and Joshua, you know, when they when they said, surely we can go up against these giants, surely we can go, you know, go in and overtake the Lord. Um, I think at that point they had they had surrendered all hope in what they could see in the natural. They had to. You can't depend on what you were seeing. You can't see a, a land full of giants and the giants devour the land and inhabitants of it. You can't depend one bit. You At this point, they completely let go and said, God, there, there is only one way that we're going to go in and overcome, and it's you. And we fully rest in that. That's where we're, we're resting in. And we have no plan B. You're it. And, and so I think that's part of the process is God says, would you just begin to try me, not try it, taste and see that I'm good in this area. You know, let go of, of being in control. Uh, fear breeds control. You know, every place that you're trying to control in your own effort and your own strength and your own grit, um, God is dealing with. In fact, let me just tell you the word he gave to me today. He told me, he said, right now I am working for my body, for everyone in my body, I'm working things out for peace. He says, where peace hasn't been reigning and ruling in their midst, um, for some of them, I'm going to push pause because if they continue to go after the promises and the destiny that they have without peace, it'll bring destruction. Wow. It'll, cause, it'll cause trauma. Wow. So he told me even today, he said that I am actually uh, going to um, instead of letting people run right into the fulfillment, I am, I might actually have them pause for a season. And then he said, I, I might actually bring people back to a former place because in that former place, they still have so much pain. They've never gotten freedom from the pain. I'm going to now exchange their pain in this mm -hmm. place for peace. And so God's like, he's doing a lot of shifting right now. Um, but he's saying it's, it's not because I'm, uh, I'm failing or it's not because I'm not going to fulfill the promises in lives. It's because I'm working things out for peace. And um, Colossians, I think it's 3.15, it says that, you know, um, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. And it says, mm -hmm. because the, uh, the body of Christ is called to peace. That's what we're called to is peace. So um, I believe that the Lord is saying, hey, we're not going to be as effective as we think we are in the things of his kingdom until we have uh, until we've resolved to have peace. And when fear is occupying, there's no peace. Um, when you know, when you are living 
constantly in the pain of the past, that's not peace. Uh, depression, anxiety, the Lord's saying, I don't want you to live with this. So I'm going to work for you according to what brings peace. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really good, man. And I think it really is. Sometimes the process can be sticky, but the, the solution is simple. You know, it's like, okay, if we're, if we're operating in fear and there's no peace in that area, then we need to do the opposite of that. And what does scripture say about that? I talk a lot about, man, we got to stand on God's promises because either they're true or they're not. Yep. And if they're not true, then why are we reading this? Come on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so if they are true and they are, Anybody I know who's actually grabbed a hold of scripture, myself included, honestly, who's grabbed a hold of scripture and stood on God's promises and said, nope, nope, God's word says this, you know, and it's like Satan may come back and try and try and uh, how how strong is Jeff now with this newfound zeal, you know, like he he will try. He will probe because he's a punk. And um, but we also have a promise. Submit yep. to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. We have a promise, and it's true, Amen. you know? And so, um, yeah. The, the other thing I want to say this is uh, th this will just be, I think this will be helpful for many people. Because if you're like me, you're saying, Lord, I don't have the energy to go fight, you know? Uh, like, in other words, some, some people feel like they've been on the front lines for 20 years. <laughs> They're like, God, don't tell me that the word is this day we fight. I don't feel like I have another, another mm. ounce of energy within me. Yeah. And um, and I even said this to the Lord. I said, Lord, some days that word, this day we fight, it doesn't, it doesn't resound well in me because I feel like I have no energy. I feel like I have no grace for it. And, and that's where God positions me to think differently. And he's like, Andrew, I'm not asking you to fight according to your own strength. In fact, I wish you would not depend, but I wish you would um, acknowledge how weak you actually are a little bit more. Just acknowledge it and begin to resolve uh, to depend more on me and not on your own strength because you can't. I'm not asking you to fight according to your own flesh according to your own willpower, because you don't have it in you. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say that to some of you out here. You're like, I'm worn out. Uh, you know what? I've had, I've had year after year after year after year of battle. And that word actually exhausts me instead of giving me hope. But mm -hmm. I want to say this. God is not asking you to fight according to your strength. He is saying mm -hmm. over you, it's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit. And mm -hmm. I'm going to be I'm going to show my, this is what the Lord say. I'm show, I'm going to show myself strong where you are weak. Come on. And he's even announcing this right now that you in the coming days, the weak shall say, I am strong. I am strong. Why? Mm. Because the Lord is coming to undergird you, to gird you up, to strengthen you where you've had weakness. And in your weakness there, his strength is made perfect. And so God wants you to know, don't be ashamed of weakness. Don't be ashamed uh, that you cannot. Um, in fact, Paul said, hey, I boast in my weakness. I That's boast right. in it. Why? So that all the more the power of God may rest upon me. Mm -hmm. You know what? One of my favorite things to do is go tell God how weak I am. Honestly, true story. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lord, I am a weakling. Now, now God doesn't give me excuses. He doesn't allow me to, to live with excuses for not walking in responsibility. But all the time I say, God, if you don't come, if you don't show powerfully in my life, if you don't come and endue me with power, I can't accomplish what you need or what you're saying or what you want. So I'm going to tell you right now, Lord, I am so weak without you. I do not have energy. I do not have grace. I do not have anything apart from you. Come on, Lord. If this is the day we're called to fight, Lord, come on. Come on, see me. Remember that I'm but dust. Fill me with the power of the Holy Spirit. Wear me like a glove. Come on, put put your fire and your grace in me like never before. I think some people mm. need to hear that because God is not asking you to go forth in the strength of your own soul, in your own <laughs> whatever, what, whatever energy or lack thereof you oh, have. Man. And praise the Lord, he's not expecting that of us. <laughs> be a whole lot of failure across the board. Absolutely. Yeah. And to be honest, that word, this day we fight, I really believe it's more of a mindset. God's saying, hey, would you just shift your mindset and realize this is what I want to do? I'm not asking, you know, see, God's not looking at our weakness and saying, hey, I'm going to call you to do something that I'm not going to empower you to do. Like, you know, he's not saying, mm -hmm. come on, let's go fight. Even though you feel like you're, you know, you have no energy and no zeal and no whatever. I'm not asking you. He, here's what he says. Hey, I see that you're a bruised reed. I see that you're a smoldering wick. But I will not break a bruised reed. I will not snuff out a smoldering wick. I'm going to I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to ignite fire. I'm going to do what you can't do. So I hope this helps. I hope this oh, is yeah. encouraging. Oh, absolutely, man. Well, why don't you go ahead and pray that out, man? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Father, I just thank you so much for this time, even today. I thank you, God, what you're doing in the nation and in the nations. And Lord, I just thank you that God, heaven, <laughs> I thank you, God, that heaven and, and the strategy room of heaven has uh, on its agenda to rescue a generation, to bring forth the victory of Jesus Christ into the earth, into this nation, and even into the nations. Lord, I thank you, God, that you are sounding forth an alarm. This day we fight. God, I thank you, Lord, that there is a, a move, a sweeping move of your spirit out of Isaiah 59, 19, that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Holy Spirit will raise up a standard against it. God, I thank you that you're working on behalf. You're fighting for your sons and your daughters. You're fighting for the glory of your name. You're watching over your word to perform it in our lives, in our cities, in our states, in our nations. God, we thank you, Lord, that you go before us to fight. As the scriptures say, Lord, you are a man of war. The Lord is a man of war. And we thank you that you are the Lord of the angel armies. And we thank you, God, that there is a dispatch of, of legions even today for such a time as this, that you're bringing forth a fight of victory into the mountains and the spheres of society, that you're taking the, the fight to the battlegrounds over culture, over families, mm -hmm. over destinies. We thank you, God, that you're going to bring forth a sweeping uh, shift to the prevailing wind of Jezebel, 
that this spirit is going to begin to fall and be overthrown off of uh, the youth, off of our culture in Jesus' name. Mm. And Lord, I pray that you would empower every one of your sons and daughters with fresh grace. I pray with peace. I thank you that you're working uh, in our lives for peace, that you are bringing us into what we're called to, peace. And so, Lord, we pray, let the Prince of Peace rule, the peace of Jesus Christ govern and rule in our hearts in these days. Mm. Deliver us from fear. Deliver us uh, from every place where we have trauma, anxiety, uh, yeah, just hope deferred, disappointment, Lord. We pray this day, bring a fresh perspective so that we might fight in faith again. And I want to say this, too, that there are many out there, I believe, that the Lord is saying, come on, open up your memory banks. That's what I hear. Open up your memory banks. There are some words and promises that the Lord is saying, I'm not, I'm not done with these. In fact, some of them, the Lord says, we have only just begun. Yeah. Begin to pull them back up and present them before the Lord. Even what Paul told Timothy, remember the prophecies uh, that were once uh, delivered to you by remembering them or holding to them, you'll be able to wage a good warfare. Lord, I pray, God, breathe afresh, ignite afresh those prophecies, those promises, those words that you've spoken to your people, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Mm. By the way, <clears throat> I like to say this too. We're in a day of a Jesus revolution. You you don't just come out with a movie. <laughs> Let me say this way. You, God just doesn't allow a movie that's that is all about the name of His Son and the revolution of His Son. That just doesn't come out and and rise to the top of the charts unless the Lord Himself is declaring and trumpeting that this is the hour we're shifting into. It's a new day of a Jesus revolution. Come on. So I'm so excited, you guys. Jesus is on the scene. He wants to be here with us, among us, and through us like never before. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I, I think we're I think we're in exciting days. Dude, come on. Bro, I was just on the airplane. Let me tell you this. I just got out of an event up in Wisconsin. I was on the airplane coming home. And um, this was such a cool story. Um, I had just come out of preaching two services, and when I got done with the service, I um, had to run to catch the plane, and so got on the plane, but I, the, the services were really powerful, like the, the presence of God was there. I really had felt the prophetic spirit moving and flowing, and so when I got onto the plane, I was still feeling a little bit like buzzy, you know, like the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I just had this sense, this might be a supernatural flight. I just had that sense, so I walk onto the plane and for some reason I, I could only find one seat left. So um, as one, you know, Southwest, I get to pick my seat. So I pick my seat. It's next to this young lady. And we got to talk in conversation. She asked me um, what I did. And uh, I said, I, I, um, I love Jesus. I go and, you know, speak. I, I share about him and the good news and you know, just a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And she goes, Oh, I, you know, her response was, I think it's great when people take solace in religion. I'm thinking, oh, okay. She's uh, one of those. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So well, then I asked her, I said, well, are, do you, do you go to church or anything? And 
she said, no, sir, um, I'm a pagan and I worship the uh, Nordic uh, gods. And I go, oh, okay. Um, you know, I didn't make her feel bad for that. I just said, oh, okay, great. Well, I don't know if I said great, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking. Uh, so then, so then I said, Lord, I know the context of the hour we're in. And I know that you are coming to rescue your sons and daughters. I said, I want to fight for this one right now. I want to fight for this one. And I said, would you uh, tell me something about her that she needs to know that you know? And so as I'm sitting there, I hear the Holy Spirit say, um, tell her that, I, that I've seen uh that I've seen the uh, bipolar and anxiety disorders and tell her that I've seen her in the room harming herself, wow. but that it was never my will for her to harm herself or to suffer uh, the uh, emotionally the way that she has. And, um, and he said, and, and so much of her life has been about expression but it's been but it's been dulled and cut off. But I'm about to restore an artistic creativity that's going to help rescue others. So um, I share this word with her, and she begins to she just weeping and weeping. Oh man! And um, and I wanted to be like, did any of you know? Did any of your Nordic gods tell you that? No, because because <laughs> none of them cared. But Jesus cares right now. Jesus yeah, cares. I didn't say that to her, but that's what I'm thinking. I'm yeah. thinking. I'm thinking. You know, until people get an a personal encounter with Jesus, why wouldn't they worship other things? Right. Jesus deserves to, every person deserves a personal encounter with Jesus. So anyway, she, at that moment, she just is like asking me, I said, I said, I'm sorry if I'm overstepping and if I'm being a little bit, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I was talking about some deep things and it was touching you know. some deep places. Mm -hmm. And she goes, no, honestly. She told me this. She goes, honestly, I've actually prayed uh, and said, God, if if there's more truth out there, let me know. And um, she said, would you mind telling me on this flight more about Jesus? So I got to yeah. tell her about the love of God, about Jesus, you know, taking on her her sin and and all of that. And by the end of the flight, um, I asked her if she wanted to make. Christ, her Lord, if she wanted to receive his Holy Spirit, if she wanted a new life, a new beginning in him. And she said, yes. So we prayed Woo! together right there on the plane. Oh, and, you know, and I'm like, it's like, I'm like, well, this is pretty interesting. And you got a journey ahead. Um, and she said, mm -hmm. yeah, my boyfriend, he's, he's a, a priest in the, uh, for the Nordic I don't even know. I don't even understand it. Yeah. Like, whatever. It's um, just pagan. It's pagan. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I left that situation. I was rejoicing because here's what I felt. I felt, Lord, that was that was easy. I didn't have to do it. I mean, that was according to your grace. I didn't have to work for anything. But it, it reaffirmed how intense God is looking to come after this generation. I just wow, feel like man. he's like, watch. I, I'm going to make things so clear and easy these days because we're in a season and a time of harvest. And people are looking. They are hungering, they are thirsting, and that was a sign to me. I'm like, man, this is so good. We're in a Jesus revolution. Uh huh, man. So, 
let's see that's it man i you know talk to you and i, I have nothing against apologetics i actually really like apologetics but you cannot deny the power of like god's power demonstrated like that word of knowledge healing whatever it is yep we need to position ourselves in that because i said denomination this i you know you subscribe to this dumb denomination or that one it at this point where we're at right now it's irrelevant are you part of the body of christ or are you not and i yeah. said that the thing that's most important though is that we need to have god's power demonstrated we cannot put a lid on it anymore it has done a lot of damage within the body of christ a lot of people have moved into atheism and agnosticism or weird theology has has found its way in um as a result of us put trying to put a lid on God's power and the yep. Holy spirit. And so that right there is a perfect example that you could have sat there the entire flight and gone back and forth and been like, well, then this evidence and this and then blah, 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 blah. But instead you were like, God, what is your heart? What is your heart for her? You know? And then it was like, he's like, boom. And it cut through all yeah. of that. Right. Well, that, that's exactly right, bro. Because I literally had the thought, God, I do not have the energy. I do not have the energy to try to sit here and debate anything of, of theology. Not that there's not a place for that at times. Right. But I just right. said, God, I I'm, I'm going to tell you my weakness here, Lord. Here's my weakness. I have no energy or grace mm -hmm. to sit here and try to debate something or uh, anything like that. So yeah. I said, you got to just show her who you are right now. Come on, man. <laughs> Now, you know so what? Cool. I do think, I, I think God is, here's what I think. I think God is looking to win the hearts of a generation. So mm -hmm. he is looking to encounter them at the, at the deepest levels. Like when Peter preached and prophesied on the day of uh, Pentecost, and it said that they were cut to the heart, man, they, they were like, boom. And I believe that's the same thing he's looking to do is cut directly to the heart. Um, and after that, you know, once he's he's won the heart, uh, then I believe that that's the foundation to begin to now give them, you know, theology, give them in teaching and, and all those things. Because and I've heard it said and not that it's a bad thing to to have, you know, arguments of according to logic and reason. Those are good things. But, you know, some have said, if, if I can talk you into Christ, then I can talk you out of it. So it's got to be mm. more than talk. It's got to be demonstration. Yeah. It's got to yeah, be into the heart. Boom. So that's what I think we're going to see some real power encounters because God, we have to have the power of God to, to break through these, these uh, smoke screens and these walls that people have put up around their lives and these strongholds of lies and, and these kinds of things. We need, we need the word of the Lord, the power of God to go directly into hearts. That's it. That's it. So, Dude, so good, man. So encouraging. That's something I love about, you know, the life that you live, Andrew, is it's definitely modeled. You know, it's, uh, I just, you know, you, you live a very authentically Jesus life. Um, and I think that's something that, man, like I, I really look at even within myself of like, the thing I admire about you is that you're, you're always on, or at least you're on to the point where like, you're aware of what's happening around you. And I'm not always in that place. I feel it. Cause I'm a feeler. I feel I'll, I'll pass by people. And all of a sudden I'm just like, I feel, I feel the grump coming off of someone or whatever, but I, it, 
it, it's taken me a long time to get to that place of then going, okay, hold on. God, what do you want to do with this? You know, and that, that takes, I, I would say that takes practice, but also just, yeah, just asking God to like open my eyes to, to seeing that more. Cause I've had some great moments, you know, I don't want to, but that's something I love about like listening to your stories is that it's always an, it's always an encouragement to me to go, okay, press in harder. Okay. God, like I want, I want to be on like Andrew's on, I want to be on like, because you're always speaking and you want to touch people. So uh, thank you for that, man. I really appreciate it. Just well, living that out. Well, thank you, man. And I mean, honestly, I, part of it, I, I have to say it, it comes out of place of, of where I've think I've lived with like depression at times and like the, the sense of dullness and numbness and not, not that you don't have days where, you know, it doesn't always feel like super exciting, but sure. You know, I used to have a spiritual father and, and I, in, in one sense, I really value what he said, but in the other sense, the Holy spirit brought some added clarity I needed. And the spiritual father at one point said, um, you know, life is lived in the mundane. You know, most of our lives are lived in the mundane, not in the mountaintops. And I understand what he meant. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, sure. you know, like we can't live with the sense of, you know, life is just constantly this one, uh, mountaintop experience. It's not always cranked up to 11. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, the Holy spirit said, Hey, look up the word mundane. Cause it troubled me. I was like, why is this, this word sometimes puts a wet blanket on my, huh. on my heart. So I looked up the word and it actually comes from the root of it means having to do with things unspiritual. Interesting. And, other, and the Holy Spirit said, Andrew, I've never made you to live life apart from uh, the spirit. Life is meant to be lived in this earth according to and in the spirit. So the idea of life is lived in the mundane is not the life I have for you. Um, I have a supernatural living for you and it doesn't have to be boring and dull mm. i want you to start to pay attention to me how i want to speak and and uh that that mundane places and seasons can actually be very uh full of life and supernatural and spirit-led mm. so yeah. i actually have to intentionally lean into that and say okay um lord i'm i'm gonna pay a little bit more attention because otherwise i will become apathetic and dull. I really will. And and so mm. that's why I, I like try to walk this thing out. Not perfectly at all. Um, because believe me, I have my days and my wife. Oh, hears I, I'm sure. <laughs> but I'm sure. as much as I can, by the grace of God, I'm like, Lord, how do you want to speak today? I'm listening. And I just find that he, he, he has all sorts of crazy, fun, supernatural ways to engage with us throughout the day and in conversation. And it's exciting, man, that literally I'm like, God, it doesn't have to be so boring and dull. Like, thank you that we get to live an adventure, even in the midst of routine. Come on. Mm. God likes to interrupt in the midst of our routine. Yeah, he does. Supernatural. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, I hope that helps. No, that totally does. Um, well, Andrew, how can people follow you and what you're doing? You're posting a lot of stuff, a lot of great dreams, a lot of stuff. How, how can people follow you? Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Um, well, I have a free group on Facebook called Vanquish 
Prophetic Warriors. You can click to join on that um, as well. I have a website you can check out. It's called Vanquish PW, um, which stands for Prophetic Warriors. So VanquishPW.com. And so those are probably the two main places uh, that you can find find stuff uh, that I have. Most excellent. Well, Andrew, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it. It's always fun when you come on the show. Love it. Man, thank you, bro. Appreciate it. And hey, this day we fight, bro. Come on. Amen. Yeah. And uh, hey, guys, if, if Vanquished Prophetic Warriors is not, if, if it's not a place for a timely message like this and, and a place to go, uh, I don't know what it is. So go, oh. go set up for the free group. Um, awesome. So, uh, all right, Andrew. Well, we'll do this again sometime soon, I'm sure. This all right. That sounds good, Jeff. Appreciate yeah. you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, everybody, that is our show. Have a blessed Monday as we embark on an epic week. Uh, and tomorrow, is, we've got Jennifer Martin on at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. That's going to be great. Uh, also, guys, ElijahFire.com slash donate is how you donate. That all proceeds go to keeping this free at five days a week. So we can do five days worth of Elijah Fire and then some. And then we take a portion of every single donation funnel into our water well efforts. A new fresh water well every three days over in Uganda, transforming these communities because of your guys' generosity. So God bless you guys. And we'll see you tomorrow with Jennifer Martin at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.